Welcome to episode number 52 of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Today is Friday, February 12th, and we have a very special guest on today's podcast from Virgin Atlantic. But first, I want to let everybody know that we're hosting our next installment of our free live online webcast series called Connected Aviation Intelligence on Thursday, February 25th starting at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll feature a panel discussion with cyber experts who have experience, penetration testing, and even hacking into in-flight connectivity systems, as well as a case study being given by Mark Cheney, who is the Director of In-Flight Entertainment and Connectivity at Virgin Atlantic. That all starts on February 25th, you can register for free to view that online at gcasummit.com slash aviation intelligence. We will be taking live audience Q&A during those sessions as well. So if you tune in live, you might be able to get some questions answered by some of the experts featured in those sessions. So on today's podcast, we'll be joined by Zoe Cameron, who is actually a pilot with Virgin Atlantic. She also recently became an author, publishing her first children's book, Ada and Emily Take to the Skies. So she'll join us to give us a pilot's perspective on some of our favorite topics to cover on the podcast, including how she is using new technologies featured on the Airbus A350-1000, iPad applications in the cockpit, and all about her new children's book as well. We actually included a link to that children's book in the podcast notes in case you have any interest or would like to maybe purchase for your kids to read. Um, You know, so check out that book from our guest. So without any further delay, let's get into our discussion with Zoe. So Zoe, first, for those in our audience who may be unaware of who you are and the airline you work for, could you give us a brief background to your current role with Virgin Atlantic? Uh, What are some of your day-to-day responsibilities like there and uh, just some of your background on your career as how you became an airline pilot? So um, I'm Zoe Cameron. I'm a senior first officer for Virgin Atlantic. Um, So as my role as a pilot for Virgin I work with the captain and with the rest of the crew uh, to operate a safe and commercially efficient flight. This includes um, keeping up with, um, up to date with the SOP changes and all procedures. For example, coming into the winter months, um, ensuring that I'm fully up to date on things like cold weather operations and also ensuring my technical knowledge is always up to date, up to a good level, as well as the actual flying of the aeroplane flying from from A to B. And where are you um, primarily started, flying to? Um, so at the moment, um, I'm primarily flying purely to New York, uh, Los Angeles, and some ultra-long haul to Johannesburg. Although with my time with Virgin, um, I've flown to quite a few more destinations within the USA, uh, most frequently Los Angeles, New York, Washington um, and Boston, as well as the Caribbean, the Far East and South Africa. And what type of aircraft primarily? At the moment, I'm exclusively flying the A350-1000, 
alongside that, I'm also able to fly the A330, which I should be checked out again on in the next few months um, as we're bringing those back into service. Uh, and I've also in the past flown the, the Boeing 757, um, the A320 and the A340. Oh, quite a range. So, yeah, it's, you know, very exciting to be able to have a, a you know, a pilot with, with expert experience flying. Uh, now, before we get into some questions about, you know, aircraft technologies that we really like to talk about on the uh podcast can you just give us some more background on to you know what what kind of inspired you to become a pilot you know were you were you kind of inspired to become one at an early age i i feel that i was quite lucky my dad was a pilot he was in the royal air force flying the tornado when i was born he left the air force when i was about six years old and he went into commercial flying on the classic and then the the jumbo, uh, sorry, the 747-400. So I saw him doing that and I decided from a very early age that I was going to become a pilot. Um, I had my first flying lesson when I was 12 years old. So it's just something that I've always wanted to do and I've always known that I could do. There was never any blocks um, thinking that I wouldn't be able to achieve that as a career. Interesting. And do you remember what that first flying lesson, what, what what was that aircraft you first had that lesson in? That was in a Cessna um, at a local airfield um, in England. Uh, and I, yeah, I still remember just taking off from that first time and just the amazing feeling of getting airborne and flying and just feeling so free. And from that, that moment, I knew that I was going to be a pilot. And, you know, that takes me to my next question. You know, on our podcast, we really like to focus on, uh, you know, uh, aircraft connectivity and new advancements in technology. Uh, and, you know, we have had a few pilots on as well. You mentioned a range of, of aircraft uh, there in our, our opening introduction. Could you tell us just, you know, over the span of your career, um, just from from a general perspective, how has it been going from sort of some of the older analog uh, cockpits to some of the newer, like you said, the A350-1000 with the larger screens and, you know, much less uh, sort of analog technology in there? What's it been like to sort of experience that technological change over your career? I feel quite lucky to have started off by flying the Boeing 757. Uh, I only flew it for about 18 months before I then jumped onto the fly-by-wire Airbus series, um, starting with the A320. I've flown the A340 and A330, and then the A350-1000, which is just such an advance in technology. It's just amazing. Starting off, we'd use paper for all of our performance calculations. We had paper maps and paper plates. And then a few years ago, we got iPads, and on the iPads, we have all sorts of things. We have a moving map. We have all the plates on there for the airfields and for our operational manuals for the aircraft. Um, and then the iPad can work out the performance. And the A350 just brings us all together. It's got the big screens. And one of the screens has the OIS, which is the onboard information system. So included in that, this is all of the navigational data, moving map, 
up-to-date weather information and it's also got things like the capability to send text messages to the ground including to operations and engineering and to our team at the destination so we're able to find out information a lot more quickly and a lot more easily than we were able to in the past. And you mentioned the iPad there. Now, with the A350-1000, is there some integration and sort of, um, you know, exchange wireless data sort of communication capability with your iPad applications and the, uh, you know, the screens, the sort of installed avionics on the A350-1000? So on the A350-1000, we don't need to use the iPads at all. Everything is included. It's all integrated into the aircraft, into the screen, um, in that um, onboard information system that we've got. So it's a lot more seamless and it's a lot more integrated. I see. That's very interesting. And I have to ask one more sort of route-based question. Now, you mentioned uh, you do fly to New York and is that out of Heathrow? Can you tell us a little bit more about just flying the Atlantic? I know there's been some some changes to the, you know, like the introduction of, for instance, space-based ADSB um, over the North Atlantic airspace. Can you tell us just how that's been? Um, has that changed the way the way you're able to fly those routes a little bit more efficiently, not only with the technological advancements from the A350, but also from an air traffic management side? Yes, uh, in the past, then, crossing over the Atlantic was all done via HF radio, uh, which involved carry-out um, position checks. Every time you went over a waypoint, um, you'd have to call up, and it's, it's not always the easiest to get hold of our traffic either via HF frequency. And now we've got more systems. We've got CPDLC, which means that um, we can text, basically text, uh, traffic and they can send us messages so if you're wanting to change a level you can do it all via that system um, and then they can keep a track of the aircraft a lot more easily they can see where the aircraft are um, so you can have traffic closer together as well um, which helps with the flow of traffic so there's all been all sorts of improvements from that perspective and another cockpit question for you now, um, as you may or may not know, last year we did have Virgin Atlantic's actually director of in-flight entertainment and connectivity on that talked about a lot of the sort of connected passenger applications that Virgin Atlantic has been, uh, you know, deploying and operating that some of the passengers on some of actually your routes may be enjoying. You know, can you tell us from a pilot's perspective, are you using any of the in-flight connectivity or internet, you know, satellite connectivity that is featured on some of the Virgin Atlantic planes from a pilot perspective? We do have a, um, a Wi-Fi system specifically for the pilots on board. Our company provided iPads will log into this and it can be used for weather updates. We've got a map on there and so it means that we can get real-time weather at all the destinations as well as the alternates along the way. Uh, so that's what it's primarily used for from our point of view when we're actually in the air. Right. Okay. And now, you know, for our audience, I also wanted to let our audience know that you not only were, you know, a, an expert pilot, but you also recently became an author with a book 
that you have uh, published recently. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you came up with the concept of Ada and Emily? Yes, so my book um, is called Ada and Emily Take to the Skies. In this book, there's two 10-year-old girls. They've lived next door to each other for their whole lives, and they love building things in Ada's shed. They build a go-kart, and then they both just suddenly decide that what they want to do more than anything is become pilots. So they go to the shed, and they turn the go-kart into an airplane that they can fly on adventures. In the book that I've written, at the moment, they fly to London. They go on an adventure, getting a little bit too close to London Heathrow um, and to one of the Virgin Atlantic A350-1000. I came up with the idea because I've always I've always wanted to have my own aeroplane. And my dad used to build, or he still does, build model aeroplanes in his shed. So that's where I sort of came up with the idea um, for the whole concept of Adrian and Emily. And I'm hoping in the future they'll also go on adventures and maybe come over to the USA as well. You know, and that's interesting. Uh, one of the interesting things that I thought was the cover, um, as you, you may be you know, aware of some of the other areas of aviation right now, one of the, the big uh, technologies that we're covering is the electric air taxi, electric vertical takeoff and landing uh, aircraft developments that are happening with, with you know, companies like um, over the last year with Uber and, and a few others. Uh, and the, the cover image kind of reminded me of the design of what some of those aircraft are going for. Um, it was interesting that you, you know, decided to go with a, a go-kart. So did you want to sort of inspire young children to, you know, that read this book to, you know, maybe not, not only as a pilot, but just to get in a, a career as, as in aviation? Absolutely. My book sort of incorporates the STEM subject. Um, science, technology, engineering and math in what I hope to be a fun way and I would just love it if it did inspire children to follow their dreams and just to know that they can achieve anything they set their minds to. And what kind of, uh, you know, lessons and inspiration maybe and what what, what sort of the age range do you think is, is primarily targeted for this book as well? The book targets uh, children aged around six to nine um, and I, I did this on purpose because I think it's really important that children at that age can get their heads around the idea that that they can do all of these things and they that a child at that age would read the book and think wow I want to be a pilot and or I want to be involved in aviation in some way and then keep it with them which is what I did I at that age I I'd already started to know that I wanted to fly and then I just kept it with me. And it, it just was a real incentive throughout my whole school career that I knew that that was the end goal. And do you ever get, you know, um, young kids and especially young girls that come up to you and see you as a pilot and, you know, have questions or, or, or you know, are just kind of inspired by seeing you as, as a pilot for Virgin Atlantic? We have a few, um, or in the past, we've had children come up to the flight deck with their parents um, and I'll be honest that it's quite often the, the parents say oh well, you've got a lady pilot here um, and they're surprised so I think it's just really good for the children to come up to be able to talk and for them it, it's not abnormal to see a lady on the flight deck because they've not got that into their mind yet that, that it's a male dominated environment 
Um, so I just think that's a really important message to drive home just for children and then to bring it with them as they grow up. Right. And so where can our audience and, you know, any of the uh, aviation enthusiasts out there uh, that might have children who they might want to, you know, have read this book, where could they find out more information about it and possibly purchase it? Um, so in the USA, you can buy the book on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble online. In the UK, it's available on Amazon, on Waterstones and a number of other online retailers, including Austin McCauley, uh, who are the publishers. And there is a link to this via my Instagram page, um, which is Come Fly With Zoe. Okay, and we will include that in our podcast notes as well. Zoe, I wanted to say thanks for coming on the podcast today. I think I learned a lot, not only about flying, but uh, also about you know what inspired you to become a pilot and write this great book. So thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thank you very much, and thank you for inviting me. So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. <laughs>